Welcome to the Modeling and Power Narratives Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. And I'm Trey Mosley. And today we have an interesting topic for you guys, um, faith and destiny, and how we become too reliant on it. But uh, before we get into that, I want to announce that uh, our co-host, Jacob Hale, couldn't make it. Do some some um, some work obligations and everything, so you got to rock out with us too, uh, me and Trey today. But we'll try to pick up some slack. Um, yeah, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna fill his shoes, but we're gonna be there. We're gonna he, be trying, man. He's definitely a, a big part of uh what we do here on this podcast. Um then we will have our uh our our debut. Literally, debut. DJ Mac, DJ <laughs> BJ, come BJ, on. The Wise will be debuting on the podcast today. He does a lot of our audio and tech stuff, so we're happy to have him. Um also wanna announce our partnership, our new partnership right. with uh the Mark Hicks brand. My boy Marcus Polo. <laughs> Marco Polo, you hear me? Marco Polo. Oh, my boy Marcus Polk, man. Um, good friend of mine. We went to high school together, played basketball together. Um, he uh, sells kicks. So uh, hit him up on Instagram at Marco Polo23 and his uh, business page, Mark Kicks Vault. Um, he's an awesome guy. They got some exclusive, you know. Yeah, we we shoot guys. The, right. They got he, the sneakers. Uh, he got like, some sneaks for you, but uh, definitely hit him up for all your shoe needs. Uh, I've shot with him before. He's a great guy, and uh, he'll get you right for the right price. Um, before we get into it, though, he's going to kill me for this. He doesn't even know this is coming. <laughs> I got a funny story about Marcus, bro. So I want to say it was our, uh, God, I want to say it was my sophomore year. So his senior year, yeah. We were playing basketball. We played at high school. High school. We played at Omaha Central together. Shout out to Champ High, man. Uh, them greats. But, uh, nah, we were doing a three-man weave. Uh, the drill we was doing a full court uh, three man weave, and I was a try hard bro at this time, bro. So I was trying to you know get some time on varsity. But long story short, we was doing a three man weave, bro, and, <laughs> and I ran into Marcus so bad, bro. I think I gave him a concussion oh, on a three man weave, bro. Like it's like the wildest thing that ever happened to me, bro. He was so freaking yeah. mad, bro. So I'm pretty sure he was in concussion protocol for a long time, bro. Uh, probably like a week or two. <laughs> and then one practice, bro, he was getting ready to come back and he was sitting on the bench. And my boy Karsten, shout out to Ballers uh, Law, he got a podcast. Oh, yeah. Shout out my boy KB, man. Um, but my boy Karsten, I think he threw like a, a like a hard pass, bro, that went past us and it hit Marcus right in the head, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, right as like he's getting ready to come back, bro. He was so hot, it was the funniest thing ever. Funniest thing ever, but shout out to Marcus, bro. Like I said, uh, go reach him at Marco Polo23 on Instagram and uh, at Mark Hicks Vault. That is his business page. He has um, some shoe vaults you can win, shoe prizes for I think it's $5 entries or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's a pretty dope person, and uh, we're proud to be in partnership with him as well. So without further ado, let's get into the topic, man. Faith and destiny and how we become too reliant. So let's start with the the Oxford definition for both of them. Let's Let's get this pulled up. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something, right? Right. And then and their definition for destiny is the events that will occur or happen to a particular person or thing in the future. And so those are the Oxford definitions. But what is your definition, Trey? I'm going to start with you. What is your definition of both faith and, uh, faith and destiny to you? Uh, I would say, like, for faith, for me, it's more about, like, it's not about what you believe in or it's just having something to believe in, like having something to look forward to, like just knowing that something like that you want to happen. And then for destiny, it's like it's real wide for me because I don't think anyone's entitled to one destiny. 
I feel like you can always shape your destiny. You can always make things happen in your life to where you shape your own destiny. Right, and I think I'm glad you brought that that destiny word up because I think they are intertwined, but they have their separate components. Uh, faith for me pretty much is, you know, I'm a Christian and what I believe in, but I think I kind of got two different types of faith. And the one faith I do have is in the Lord and Jesus Christ as my right. Savior. But the faith also is attached to me and myself, right? Having faith within myself to be able to accomplish the things, you know, get through hard times and stuff like that. And then even though they're separate components, they're intertwined that you have to have that faith in order to control your destiny, right? right. You got to have that faith to you have believe that. in something. And control will be a, 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 a reoccurring thing as we go on in this conversation. But um, in terms of that destiny, it's... It's about mapping out, you know, what is your destiny? That's kind of a hard question to ask somebody right. in terms of universally and not, you know, more so in the, the religious world or the Christianity world. But, like, that carving out our destiny is making a way for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it was when we say this was destined to happen, what do we really mean by that, right? Do we have this foreseeing mind where we knew that this was going to happen or was it attached to the work that we put in to get here right. or events occurring like in a way that they happen. right and so my question to you would be is there a such thing as having too much faith is there a such and we can go even a little bit Christian and you know going to Christianity with this because you, we've talked about this right. in the past is there a such thing to you as having too much faith I mean, off the rip, I got to say, like, I don't think there's a way that you can have too much faith because your actions and I think your motivation and things like that are all like opposed because of what you believe in and what you, and that belief is like your faith. It could be where it's the Christian side. So where you're always going to church, you're always doing things in the Lord's name, doing things the Lord's way, trying to just live your life the best way you possibly can as a Christian or as a Catholic. You could be a Baptist, anything like that, just right. believing in that. But you also have your goals, your dreams, and your aspirations that you want to accomplish before you get to that afterlife, whatever it may be. And that is where you have, like, the faith in yourself to where you all you got to believe that you're going to do it. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, why are you doing it? You won't right. be able to do it as well as you want to. you got to be intentional in your movements. you got to understand that what you're doing is going towards a goal and right. to answer the question that I prompted to you is, is there a such thing as too much faith I would say no um, it could teeter on that because you know I don't want to become too reliant where I know that I'm so faithful in myself that it hinders the work that I'm putting in right Right. and if we talking if we just taking the Christian aspect for this um, you know being a great Christian like what does that look like right and if right. we have all these rules and regulations and we have so many things like whether it's the Ten Commandments or there's a lot of things in the Bible that gives out a great Christian life. Yeah, like leads a path, like right. shows you how you should live. Right, and we have this faith in the Lord that's supposed to be unwavering, right? And mm -hmm. that's a part of us, but in terms of our, our faith in the Lord, it will never change. But as a Christian, we have to have the faith enough to want to do work as well. Like we got to understand that even though we have this faith and right. our supreme leader and our supreme being, that we have to live the way of Christianity. And we're going to always fall, bro. Like, there's only one perfect person mm -hmm. in Christi in the whole world to Christians, and that, that's Jesus Christ. So we always know that we will fail. We will never attain that perfect. perfect yeah. like, right, but in terms of mapping out and making the mistakes in terms of our religion and, you know, who, who we're trying to map ourselves out to be as a Christian, 
like that's a that's an ongoing thing just as much as it is in our personal life right right and so if we switch into the personal life and we talking about faith universally is you got to have that faith when yourself to want to go out and pursue what you want and but before you go out and you go all in on something right you got to have that faith before you go out and do these things right right and that's that's something that's big in terms of you know putting faith in one another like you know whether it's a group of people now nah, that's a little bit harder right that's a little bit harder yeah to trust people who going who going to hold you up that that's a little bit harder but that faith within yourself is something that will never you know never change and so i want to go over to you bj and ask the same question bro is there in the universal term of faith or applying it universally is there a such thing as having too much faith to you yes and no so a big thing for me is I love to give people second chances. I have a ton of faith in humanity, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. People constantly, over time, have let me down. And I feel like at a certain point, maybe I should have stopped having faith in them. But at the same time, if that's something I believe in a lot, which it is, right. if my faith in humanity runs out and one of the biggest things I believe in, then what I, one of the things I stand for is just completely gone. One of my biggest... Qualities, if you will, is I believe in other people. Right. So do you know where you make your line? Like, where do you have that line set? That's difficult because I've there have been a lot of people that I feel like have continuously let me down, and I still let them back into my life, and there are still chances that they may hurt me again. So I don't really have a line. It's just kind of a feeling, if anything. Right, very situational. Yeah, it's very situational. extremely situational. I definitely feel where you're and coming from that. And so let's even go, uh, let's take a little step back. What do you think uh, was the like the root cause of you having so much faith in yourself? And and I say that as more so not a question, but as a statement because I know who you are, yeah. how right. driven you are, right? Yeah. But what what externally and internally led to you having so much faith in everything that you do um, or and want to what do? What you believe in? Yeah. Um, so as you were saying earlier, you uh, believe in faith and or not just in terms of like religiousness, right? Um, I'm not necessarily that religious. So uh, there was something that I had to believe in that was going to get me through life. And I've struggled with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's been the people around me that have really kept me going throughout my time. Like just as a teenager, it was really when it was hard. And then in college now. So it's that's what's driven me for the most part to keep believing friends. in people. Got yeah, it. Friends, family, all that. And you're, you're right on that because, like you said, you, you can't lose you know, trust and hope for humanity, right? We yeah. talked mm-hmm. in our first episode about the state of mental health for men, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and check that out for the guys that haven't. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Little promo within the, yeah. <laughs> the podcast. Right. Hold on, Talk but, to um, but, but back to that is that we can't lose that hope for humanity, even though we see it driven towards a place that we don't want it right. to be, like right? self-centered, like, I, 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 me, what do, what can they do for me type. Yeah. Right, and I think that, that we have to have faith that humanity will make a comeback, uh, you know, a 3-1, 2016 <laughs> Cavs comeback. But I think we're in a, a perfect place where we're able to speak about this stuff and we, we can't give up hope on one another to achieve, the you know, for the next generations to come, right? Because at the end of the day, Humanity is the reason that we have everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, without humanity, none of this is, you know, and you know, able to be accomplished. Buildings and all that. Yeah. God put the material here on Earth for us to work with, right? Right. But in terms of like creation, everything that came over the involvement of man and you know our interaction and 
so much of millions and thousands of years that we've been on this earth has, you know, been because of humanity, right? And the crazy thing is, and we've alluded to in, in the past, is that we've seen how far humans have got us, right? Right. Like, mankind has got us, and yet we lack to acknowledge what we, like, our hindrance, how much we are not investing back in right. ourselves. We're investing in technology. Yeah. We're investing into a, a, a lot of advancements, whether it's science and stuff like that. And that's a great thing, but we also need to invest that energy back into humanity because right now we're lacking in a lot of ways. We, we alluded to suicide numbers going up. Mm-hmm. We alluded to a lot of things that's going on in this world where it's kind of hard to have faith in something that you see is falling, right? right. And, it's, and that just transitions to it's hard for the Christian, right, to have faith in the Lord at a time where, you know, where, and I know I'm not saying that taboo or nothing, we've all felt this, right. like, we're just like, man, like, all of this is just way too much right now. Right. It's way too much. It's like, God, like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. But faith is, it has to be an integrated part within ourselves, whether it's universal or, you know. Just solely you. You, like, right. you just got to have that, like, that want to, the, the the always like I know that I can do this like I'll get through this and going back to how you were talking about how our first episode we talked about men's mental health and things like this this isn't just for men this is for everybody like there's always like you always have that support system that's why you can't lose faith in humanity and society when you're talking about having like being able to do the right thing letting people back in your life like you were saying BJ like you always got to have that faith in everybody and the faith in everybody else because you won't just be able to get through life by yourself and nobody can and that's why there's not just one person on on earth going to your Christian side talking about how Adam came from Eve and all that stuff like right. God saw that it wasn't just it, the world couldn't be exist with just one person. He saw that like you needed more people, so that's why you just got to build off that. You definitely have to build off that, and like I said, it's 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 needed. It's it's needed if we want to accomplish the things that we set out, whether it's in a small group or as a humankind, bro. We have to understand that we have to have faith in one another, right? Right, and you can't. We talk about it. Um, within our football program when we were part of it, right? Right. Is that unwavering, you know, trust that yeah. Coach Bass talks about. Right. Shout out to Coach Bass. Yep. Come on, man. Yeah, but, you know, you don't have time to go out and meet one. You can't meet everybody in the world. But you don't have the time to go out and meet everybody and Make figure out if you trust them, right? right? Make yeah. them earn the trust. So, like, that is something that you have to give in, in order for us to get to where we want to get to, ultimately, because you don't have the time a lot to get to know day. those people and make them tr- make them make you trust them. Right, and so let's shift to the destiny part. Let's talk about destiny a little bit, right? And we've all heard this was destined to happen, right? Like right. the cards was dealt this way, right? And I'm gonna shift to you, BJ. Like, what do you what do you think when people say this? You know, this was destined to happen. What do you think people truly mean by like by this that? is your destiny? So I personally don't believe in that there's just one set line, there's one set destiny. I think there's millions of possibilities that come off of every decision that we're gonna make throughout life. And honestly, I'm a little ashamed to say this, that uh, mindset came from Naruto. <laughs> Naruto, hey, Trey, you know the, the Neji fight? Come on, yeah. Yeah, I so the whole episode, he's talking, Neji's talking about, oh, um, it's my destiny to be part of this lesser family. And it's your destiny to not be great. 
And Naruto is the whole time is like, no, I am going to be great. I don't care about your destiny. There's no such thing as destiny. We can be whatever we want. It's just all based off of how you work. What did you do? So for me, I, I just don't believe that there is a one set path that we're going to take in life at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why I feel like some people need to believe that there's destiny. I feel like they need to believe that they were destined to be great. And I don't think there's a problem with that necessarily. But when you don't already believe you're destined not to be great or you're destined to fail in life, that's where the issue comes in for me. Because you kind of stop yourself. It makes you just not want to go through your goals and go accomplish the things that you could accomplish because you're like, what's the point? Like I come from a, you could say you came from a bad family or you have you have bad circumstances and you're just locked in a cage of like living in poverty or being in, say being living in the hood or things like that like then you start to underachieve and not strive to be the best you can be that lawyer be that doctor be that engineer like you should never let your circumstances define who you are or like what you want to accomplish because there's always a way for you to keep going and get out of that slump or that hole or whatever you're in or whatever struggles you're going through. Right, and as far as, and it, it, it goes back into something that I've talked about on something, you know, I'm a big Nipsey fan, right? Right. And he talks about the marathon. Right. And I've come up with the thing, the active marathon, right? I think we also have become, when we're talking about how we become too reliant on it, mm-hmm. right? It's like, when you carving out this, this you know, you carving out the life that you want for yourself, right, or that we want for one another, it's about actively going out and seeking and, and do the doing the minute things to get to where you want to go, right? And it's that active marathon, like, and that's why I think the faith and the destiny is just a small part, a big part, but in terms of the bigger picture, it's a small part of, you know, the vehicle that we're trying to ride. Right. I think faith and destiny is. The fuel to get us to where we need to go, but it's also a place that we still have to do the active driving, right? right. Like I could put gas in my car and right. I could have a full tank, yeah. but, that but I have to get go out. Yeah, do it don't that. mean yeah. you got you're gonna get to where you want to go. And so, I think when we talk about this was destined to happen, I think more so it's like I envisioned this of happening, right? right. Through yeah. your preparation, and yeah. through the things that you did in your life, and the, through the things that you did, say even for a football game. For example, you're preparing a football game for a week. You watch and film that Monday, going to practice Tuesday through Friday, watching film at night outside of just your coaches. Like all that preparation leads to you performing good in the game. That's like your destiny, like you were destined to perform good just because you did X, Y, and Z. Right. And I think more so it's a supplement, you know, a complimentary piece to the whole part of where we're trying to go. Where what right. is the, the focus point? Where's the aim point? Where's the destination? Right, and I think the destiny is something that you have to carve out. It's like a pathway that you have to clear to get to the, what you think is your destiny to get to. And I say that in terms of positivity because we don't talk ne- negative talk over here. Right. Yep. No but negative over here. I want to say if you think you're destined for failure, right, it's probably because of a, you know, there's external circumstances. I will never not act like they're, you know, external things play a part. But we have to get out of that mindset that we're destined for failure or for things to not go our way because of things not going our way in the past, right? Right. It's a lot of things that go into that, and I think we have to look internally before we go externally. Like I think we can acknowledge externally what has hindered us from getting here, but we also have to take a big look internally why we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve or why right. this happened. And I mean that in a universal sense where the things that we can't control, like we can't think of like, 
okay, we got somebody that dies, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you cannot control. That's a part of life, yeah. right? But things like failing a test or, you know, not being prepared for something, like that we are totally in control and we have to search within ourselves to, ha- like, get to where we want to be in terms of where we could say this was destined to happen, right? Right. Because it's a lot of more relief to say this wasn't luck when you like, say, I, I work this. for this, right? Yeah. And so if anything that you work for hard in life is really hard, but... I didn't really know the value of a dollar until I had to earn my own. Yep, right. Exactly. So, um, anything else you really want to say in terms of destiny? Like, how do you? How did you carve out to where you are and where you want to be moving forward, Trey? I think destiny, like what I, what I did, and like the steps I did, was always like being. To be honest with you, football is what led me through everything and what like I know how we talked about last episode where we were like you're more than football, but like. Football was a great, like, it laid the foundation. It gave me a pathway. Right. It s- slicked out the road for me just so when I was driving down the road, like, everything was brought to me for football. Like, played football and went to high school. Played football in high school. Then ended up being able to play football in college. Like, that was my pathway to, like, set myself up to where, yeah, now I'm about to get my pre-med degree. Now I'm about to start being an EMT, going to PA school, like, things like that. Like, that led up to that. Like, football led up to that for me, and that was where, like, that was how, like, my destiny was that because I prepared so hard through football, like, preparing myself for my life, like, always setting myself up so that way I could go to college, so that way I could be able to, like, finish my finish my degree, and, like, football gave me responsibilities and stuff so that way I could learn how to take care of my business and take responsibilities when I left home and things like that football showed me a lot and that was like why I think I'm destined to like go through the medical field and do all that because I had the foundation set and I just followed it and just kept going right and at any point did you feel like because it's always this point and I I can even think about you know think back to where I was like a lot of times I'm like man like this just isn't for me bro like I think we've all had that moment whether it's football whether it's life whether it's family stuff whether it's school you know, I think we've all run into a point where, like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. And we talked about it in our last podcast about um, like those hard patches. The when hard patches. Yeah. When we were injured, yeah. like, we don't know if this is for me. And I think I've even experienced that in terms of schooling. Like, you know, like, man, this is a little like, bit I rough. Hate this like, <laughs> right, right. But you driven. And I think, and like I said, I, I think I'm able, I was able to reach the finish line in terms of this installment of my life, this phase of my life, because of the faith that I had in myself. But mm-hmm. I knew the work that I had put in to get here, right? And, just, and I trusted that. And you got to trust your preparation to where you're getting. Like, there's going to always be shortcomings of where, you know, high say always 2020, right? right. But, but keep just... moving forward. Keep moving forward. So um, I'll shift to you, bro. Um, where, why do you think that you're in a position that you are? Like, how did you carve out your destiny to get to where you are today and where you ultimately want to end up? So... Let's just start out with the fact that I'm six foot six. So <laughs> yeah. I've been tall. Genetics. Yeah, I've been tall my entire life. My uh, dad played uh, Grand Valley State. He was a tight end. Uh, so kind of athletics was a big part of life for me off rip. And everyone's like, oh, you're so tall. You're so big. You're going to go play some type of sport. I honestly wasn't really that interested in sports. And if I'm being honest, I kind of felt like I had to play sports for the majority because of my how life. Big you were? Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't until I got into high school, maybe like my sophomore year, that I really started enjoying basketball. Right. I didn't really even enjoy football back then. Uh, and it wasn't until I started playing O-line uh, up here at Quincy that I was like, yeah, I love football. And it's like, it's crazy to think about for me that I 
decided to come to a school and play a sport in a pretty small town and mm-hmm. play a sport that I, I didn't necessarily love at the time and make that big leap. But what I did want to do is I wanted to be successful academically because I wanted to get a good job. I've always been kind of a nerdier individual. Nothing wrong with that. I, nothing I would wrong with never that. say anything's wrong with it. A computer science major. Uh, so it was, I guess my parents is probably going to be the biggest thing. So they pushed me to play sports and sports was going to be a venue for me to get to college for a cheaper price, which is very good. And then from that, I was going to be able to pursue my academics that I wanted to pursue. Now... I've got to the point where I'm not really sure what I want to do because I really love playing football and I would love to go to the next level. So it's just been a whole mix of things between school and sports. And I'm still trying to figure that out to this day. And that's perfectly fine. Right. And that's fine. Right. But we, we got to realize that and remember, like, the pressures of society to have that we have on young people, right? Right. Whether it's yeah. social media. Have your stuff together. together like, like, at man. such a young age, bro. Yeah. Right. And so I want to ask you, bro, is it, was there, you know, the same tra- uh, question that I asked Trey is, was there a moment or a couple moments that you could think of where you realized, like, or you kind of thought, like, man, maybe this isn't for me? Whether, like, that's in life, school, football, is there anything that you could recall in terms yeah, of Yeah, uh, easy. Uh, so computer science, uh, I'd say it's one of the harder courses for two reasons one you have to be pretty creative to come up with solutions for what we're trying to do the other reason being there's not really that much out there about it so like say you're a business major and you want to get tutoring for business that's not a problem at all especially not here we only have like a thousand people here say you're a uh, um, biology it's still pretty easy to get an SI session here right for me at the time there was probably like four or five football players in my class, and there was probably like 20 other students that were grades ahead of us in terms of computer science. There wasn't any tutoring for real for computer science, and so I couldn't find anything online to help me. I couldn't get any tutoring. So I was basically struggling with just all my football friends trying to get through all the classes. And at that point, I was like, I don't think I could do this for four years. I really don't think I want to do this as like a job in the future. So... I'd say that's probably the biggest example in terms of academics. And and I'm glad you brought that up because it, it it's the same thing for me, uh, especially with clinical psychology, bro. Like, a lot of us go into, you know, worlds where we either become a psychologist, a psychiatrist of some sort, or we'll go off into uh, social work. And Hold like, on. For the people that don't know, can we get the differences between psychiatrist and psychologist? So it's the same thing, but... The, the only difference is psychiatrists, they go to med school, right? And they're able to prescribe medicine. So right. that's pretty much the big difference without getting into a whole spill of any okay. other things. But um, in terms of, like, psychology, bro, like, that's a hard major to get into only because, like, if we're going on a faith and destiny thing, like, that's something that you have to have faith in. I tell a lot of people that want to get into this line of business is that, like, the outcome, you got to be forward thinking, right? Like, you got to, we like always talk your steps up. Right. You got to always got to think of the end game in terms of like personally. And I say that because it's a lot of work that's involved with this, right? We don't, it's a lot to know about the brain, right? And we talk mental health and all of that. In particular, bro, we don't understand that one, you, it's going to be a lot of schooling. So you have to get in this for the right reasons. I mean, the right, right. reasons being like, you know, you really, really want to help dedicated. out. You're really you know dedicated your to your craft. And you got to understand that this is not a, a profession where, like, you're going to be externally motivated. Like, it's, can you not going to be motivated by cashing out big amounts of money. Yep. Right. This is something that you have to get in because you're passionate about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm getting sitting here ready to graduate, and I got six, seven years of schooling. 
left after right. that. That's rough. Right, wow. right. So we're talking about 30 years old, but it's something. That's why I say you have to be in it for the right reason yeah. or it's going to weed you out really quickly. Right. And you got to understand that this is a long game. And I mean a long game in terms of even when I'm dead and gone, like this would be a reoccurring thing as well because like we won't be able to see our impact on the world. And it's hard to – how do you measure that? How do you measure that the impact that you have on somebody, whether it's an individual or a group of people, if, when that's the profession? Sure. And so you have to be motivated by that because if you're not seeing results, even there is, because it's hard to see results in our right. our field, how do you stay motivated? Like, I'm not really seeing money. You know, you get paid a good amount of money, but, like, I'm not really seeing the money or I'm not really seeing a change within the whole society. Like, how do you get motivated by that? And the only reason you get motivated is if it's internally in you. Man. Like, right. So how did how did that make you? What motivated you internally to get into all this? It's definitely I I would have to say that it was definitely my friend's suicide. That you know we all I think most psychologies majors or anything that's into humanity, uh, everybody gonna have the same answer. Why did you get into it? I want to help people. Like it's gonna be something right. around that, right? And I I was the same kid, bro, until I started to learn the uh, ins and outs of the brain, bro. you starting to talk about the neurology of the brain and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like, the brain is a really fascinating thing for me. And not on terms of that. Like, you know, I'm a forward-thinking pe- person. I love discussion, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about that gray area. Right. Well, there's a lot of gray area in psychology, bro. And I'm not a real black and white type guy. So math and all that and science, bro, it's like, it's either this yeah. or, or it's that. not. Right. Yeah. But psychology leaves it open for discussion, right? And I think I love that discussion. I thrive off of that because... When you have so much discussion, that's how you breed different perspectives and different trains of thoughts. And now I can run with these avenues and we can learn a plethora of stuff that we didn't think was possible at the time with one train of thought being it this way or that way. Now, there's some definitives in psychology, but for the most part, everything is internally discussed. So um, that that was definitely the big motivator was his suicide. But once you get into it. You kind of grow. It's just so many different branches and avenues that you took just because you had faith in yourself and just believed that what you were doing was the right thing to do. Right, right. And so now I want to kind of shift off into um, talking about this in terms of the Christian element, right? And a little bit of background for myself. Um, my grandma and my dad's side of the family was super religious, super religious, grew up in the Bible Belt, Holly Grove, Arkansas. I mean, very small town where my family from. Dad named Leotis. Got an uncle. <laughs> uncle named Theotis, bro. Like, grandma named Vera. Uncle Clarence Jr. Shout out to the whole family. Uh, my, my aunt Tanya. And, but they were they grew up in the Bible Belt, Arkansas, uh, Holly Grove, Arkansas. One stoplight, liquor store connected to the, the church, bro. I mean, like, that's wild, bro. I mean, it's the craziest <laughs> thing ever, bro. God-forbidden God forbidden, uh, area down there. But they grew up... Uh, Around Christianity, my grandma was a devout Baptist until her uh, her death, and my grandpa was as well. And so when they moved up to Omaha, like, you know, they were into the, the church um, that we have up there. And, like, growing up was a little bit different for me because, obviously, you kind of, when you grow up Christian, you kind of know of God and you have faith, but you don't really know what that means, right? Right. And my grandma was able to tell me, you know, a lot about God and, you know, growing up. And so I, I kind of developed my own relationship within them in terms of her relationship with me I was able to develop it on my own right but I want to talk about generationally I think this is an important thing to bring up is that when you talk about my grandmother's generation right and especially those in the Bible Belt like 
back to our ancestors, a lot of us was driven on faith for a lot of reasons, whether it's to get out of slavery, you know, a lot of things, you know, when we talk about destiny, like we hang on to Christianity, which is a good thing if you're a Christian, right? Or any faith for that matter, not just Christianity. But in terms of our generation, bro, we talk about, when we talk about that gray area, we talk about people, uh, a growing number of people that's leaving the church. A lot of people that's being agnostic, you know, coming out as agnostic or atheist or things of uh, that nature. And it's because of that discussion that people are having. Like, it's not more so mom told me that God is real. It's why is God is real? How can you prove that? And do I believe that? Does it fit me? Absolutely. I I don't, you know, that's that's what I believe. But I appreciate the discussion that people are having in terms of, like, not just having a a faith by association because of familiar ties. They're wanting to go grasp that knowledge. They're wanting to go figure out why they're believing in what they're believing in. And they want to understand if they have real faith or not. Right. And my grandma's faith was so crazy. I'm going to tell you this funny story, bro, is every time I would get sick, bro, <laughs> and my sister would tell you this, my grandma had so much faith in the Lord, she would tell me, go take a nap. I mean, any type of sickness, man. I mean, any, I mean, I could be throwing up on my deathbed. My grandma would oh, but we'll go take a, you know, go take a nap. Yeah. And she never called me Jordan. She could never pronounce my first name. It was, <laughs> it was Jordan. She had a country <laughs> accent, but I swear she never called my mom by her name. She didn't call anybody by her name because of her accent. She just could never get it out right. But she realized she was so heavily relying on God and like faith and everything that she was just telling me like, go take a nap. You'll be fine. And I mean, like, I'm like, grandma, that ain't going to help. But, you know, I'm going to take a nap, you know, and some days, like, if it was a little sickness, you know, I'd get over it. But it was some times where, full put, like, grandma, that ain't going to do nothing for right. me. Right, what that ever going to do for me, girl? It's, in terms of the generation, is you see the distinct qualities in terms of, I feel like our generation is the ones that's questioning a lot of things. And it's a lot of things that is getting discussed. And it's not just, well, this is the way it is. A lot of our, you know, people are saying, why? You know what I'm saying? And that breeds a lot of conversation. So, do you have anything similar in terms of... Well, uh, I definitely got a, I definitely got a story for you. Kind of like, because my grandma was extremely religious. She went to church every day. She was a Catholic. And my mom grew up the same way. And they all, like my mom, my brother, my mom and her brothers all had to go through, like, all these years of Catholic school. And then... They went every Sunday. They went all the holidays. Like, they were in it, in it. And then my mom, as she came off and had me and my brother, she wasn't as, like, strict about going to church. Like, we went with my grandma on certain occasions if they were honoring someone or something like that. But we didn't go, like, all the time. And we weren't baptized as soon as we we were born. We weren't made to go to Sunday school or anything like that. And I think that, like, that formed our destiny by giving us like more avenues because my mom and dad both have different faiths. Their moms and dads both have That's different faiths. Right. So like they didn't want to force like one or the other on us and they just and they destined us to be just open to accepting all the faiths and I think that was great for us because it really helped us develop and like be able to connect with different people because on some on some days we'll go with my with my um, dad's grandma and then on some um, my dad's mom and then on other days we'll go with my mom's mom and those are like totally two completely different types of church you have a Baptist church and you have a Catholic Baptist church, church and those different. are completely different, different right? let me tell right. you right and uh, no I'm glad you brought that up because I got two things so one uh uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine was Buddhist. Right. So, like, you get into, you know, the ins and outs of that. Love Buddhist people. When I got into <laughs> it, like, you know, I'm a devout Christian, bro, and I feel like, it, you know, it works for me 
and it works forever. You know what I'm saying? I would never push that upon somebody because that's their choice. But if somebody wants to learn about God or Jesus, we could talk about that. But in terms of being open to all religions and like seeing the great, every religion always boils down to one thing. Treat people right and, you know, have love and faith in what you have love. In, you know what I'm saying? Right. But the investment in terms of like what happens on earth is the same thing. It's like spreading peace and love. Like I had no clue what was going on in Buddhism when I walked into it. I'm like, well, what is going on here? But when you get into the ins and outs of everything, every religion, like I've, you know, I got a, a couple friends that are Muslim. Mm-hmm. I got a couple friends that I've got Jewish friends. Like every religion is predicated on the same thing and treating people the right way, right? And spreading love and kindness. That's all it is in terms of universally. And that's right. how we have to go about doing that. But like building that faith in society that we were talking about earlier with BJ. Yeah. Right. But in terms of like the uni- universal thing, I think. The one thing I don't like when we when we talk about faith or Christianity in terms is is like people becoming religious because of bad things happening, and I, like one of my favorite lines, bro, is uh, from what song is that? Real Addresses by Tory Lanez, man. Mm-hmm. He says, "I seen dudes. I'm gonna say dudes. Right. <laughs> I seen dudes get religious when the hell was coming." And when you sit back and you think about that, like that's so true. How many times have we called upon God, like? God, if you just help me through this, like, I'm going to do this, right? right. And we only, we only praise God or we only, and I'm talking in terms of Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk, we're talking about Christians. Like, we only give God glory and this, that, and the third when things are down. Are we praising or, or God, can you help us when things get bad? And I think that is a pseudo-Christianism, like, because that's not, you have to live that Christian ideology all the time, right? right. It's not just God, come save me. And I say that because God's greatest gift and I've, what I believe God's greatest gift to humanity is free will. Free will. Like, and I think people become so enamored with like, oh, my God, like, why did this happen? Why did slavery happen? Which, should, you know, is never justifiable. Right. But God has given us free will to carve out lives or do as we please. And it turns bad. A lot of bad has happened. And a lot of, like, good. A lot of good has happened. But he's left it up to humanity to carve out. What their their destiny, destiny is exactly. gonna be right, so it, it gives us this full circle in terms like of all connecting and bringing it back to it. Right, and so I want to shift on to uh, our brother Hale. He sent us a little something um, that he wanted to speak on, and so he talks about this control, right? Which we, right, which we, he brought up in the first, first episode. So, right. Um, so he says the key to life is control. Many of your past traumas and future dilemmas stem from your inability to control the situation. Many of your future successes will happen because of your ability to control what is around you, right? And when I say that, what is some? What is the emotion? What is your thought on what he says when, well, when he talking? When we're talking about this idea of control. Uh, for me, I think like I completely agree with him, and that's kind of like how we were talking about that. Like, there's things that you can always do in your life, no matter what your situation was. How we talked about earlier is that there's always such certain steps that you can take. Say. You're 21 and you're struggling and you just got kicked out of your house. Well, you can you can apply for this job, this job, this job. There's so many avenues that you could do and there's so many things. You can get into real estate. You can get into you can just work at a fast food joint. You can work at a restaurant. You can work at a car wash. You can try to develop a skill and go be in a manual labor and take an apprenticeship. There's just so many avenues is that like how he's saying you got to be able to take control to actually fulfill your destiny. And, like, not saying, like, you have a set destiny, but, like, to fulfill the destiny that you carve out through having faith in yourself. Right. But in terms of, like, control, I think it's 
I think one thing that I've done is understand that there is something that is going to happen the next each and every day that I'm alive right. that I'm not prepared for, right? It's inevitable, bro. Like, we think that as as humans, we want to have the most control of our lives as possible, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms, you got to factor in that there's going to be something that happens that you're not prepared for, or you know, I wouldn't. I don't want to say. Let's not. Let's backtrack. Let me backtrack a little bit. I want to say not prepared for, but you don't see coming. You can't control like right. controlling right. controllables, like we right. talked about. Like there's so many times, whether that's a flat tire or something like that. Like so, in terms of control, it's like that controlling your attitude or controlling how you're gonna respond to. Like every day I wake up, I know it's gonna be something that I didn't envision my day going. Like it, you know, whether it's small or big, like it's always something. If we if we backtrack and we think about our day, right? Like something. <laughs> like something like, like, bro, this you know, dang, this happened. And I never would have thought never, this happened. Right. Like, I never would have thought this never happened. never thought I was going to do this. We were going to start this part in our life. Like, stuff <laughs> right. like that. Like, anything, bro. Right. And for, for me, uh, who is infamous, unlucky, I'm going to just throw that off. <laughs> like, it's just, I have dealt with a lot. And honestly, do I, I, I'll take it all in because it's maybe the man I am. So, right. don't worry about me, bro. I'm not complaining or nothing. But, like, now I used to always ask God, like, why me? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going through all this stuff? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, God, I've been so faithful. I've been so devoted to you. Like, I've I been trying to get right people. Things. I've right. done. And I think we have to get out of this mindset that bad things don't happen to good people. Yeah. Just because you're a good person don't mean that you're above things happening to you. Unfortunate things happening to you. And I think the sooner that I got out of that mindset was the sooner I was able to see you know, open myself up to knowing that things is going to happen. Like, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. It is life. And so you just have to factor that in before I go out, before I wake up. When I wake up in the morning, I go out this door. Like, it's, I got like 10, 12 hours I'm going to be out here and there's something unexpected going to happen. So how did you get to that point? Like, what, what did you do to make it to where that you didn't let things you couldn't control affect you through your day-to-day life? Like, understanding that something bad is going to happen to you. I think my situation, and it's, it's very situational as well. Um, I think my situation was like I was really, really down bad, and so it was kind of like a, bro, you gonna have to figure this out because there ain't nothing changing, mm-hmm. right? Nothing is changing. Like it's gonna be a hard life, whether you like it or not. But what kind of hard do you want? Like the hard where I'm working towards something that's hard, or something like hard is life is beating up on me hard, right? And I'm just letting it. And I think you just get to that point where, you know, I'm very strong-willed. So it was easy for me to, like, look, you know, I'm able to access where I'm at. Get your stuff together. Right. Yeah, like, it's like, look, this isn't getting any better, right? Life is not – it's only going to get harder. It's only going to get harder. So you have to – you have to change your mindset. Like, life isn't going to change. Life is not going to slow down. What can I change? It's the way that I think. So every day I would wake up, right, and I would just beat it in my head, just repetition every day. Like, something's going to happen. And I'm going to respond to it accordingly. And once you think about that in a conscious manner for so long, and I mean every day, I mean actually thinking about it. Not like, like I mean, active marathon. Active marathon. Like it. actively thinking about what you're about to step into. It's like I map my, my day out to go this way. Something that's going to throw that off a little bit, I got to know I got to respond in the best like way possible. Right? Flow, like. So I got to be able to be in a calm state of manner. I got to make sure that I'm able to control what I control. And when something gets, you know, a monkey risk is thrown into my plans, I know how to move accordingly, right? I know that, trust your preparation. I know that I've seen this before, and I knew this was coming. I didn't know when, but now I'm prepared to do it. 
I'm, I'm prepared to deal with it. And I think over time, once you, it becomes a habit. If you're doing this every day, like you do anything every day, right. it becomes a habit. So that's the control is the control within the self. Yeah. The control within the self. So um, any final thoughts from you guys? I want to wrap it up a little bit. Is there anything that you guys, in terms of faith or destiny, that y'all want to uh, leave off with? So my things that I'm going to say about faith and destiny, just wrapping up everything that we've talked about, I think that the biggest, like most important part about faith is always like believing in yourself, having that faith in yourself. Because if you don't have faith in you or you don't believe in yourself, why would the next person believe in you? The amount of belief that you have in yourself is as much as somebody else is going to give you. So you always like Kev, like Cat Williams said, you got to be your number one fan, right? Like you like who your superstar player. Like you <laughs> got to you got to really stay with that and really dig into that. And destiny, I don't feel like there's a set destiny for everyone. I think there are steps you can do that will start to carve out a path for you that will create a destiny that you have done through your actions. But I think there's always going to be choices within your day. It's probably hundreds, thousands of choices you make in a day. And those choices all build up to your destiny. I don't think your destiny is pretty good. Right. Yeah, so at the end of the day with that, just uh, playing off of what Trey just said, you just got to keep pushing when it comes to destiny. Things are going to get hard. Times are definitely going to get hard. Life is hard. That's just the way it is. But if you keep pushing through, you're going to make it. You're going to make it to being successful in life. And I truly believe that, so... I like that. Uh, I like yeah, that. I like that. that, that nice, nice little, nice little wisdom drop for the well, first podcast. Man, we already already on three. This three for us, but this 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 BJ number one. Man, BJ number one. Yeah, I'm gonna say you did better than we did, dog. I definitely give you props for that. Jumping on here for sure. We miss you, hell. Uh, we gonna be back. BJ came in and took your spot. Yeah, so you kicked off. Nah, <laughs> we play. Nah, uh, but I just want to give a, a shout out to BJ for doing this as well. Right, um, we're gonna have you more definitely in. more. Yeah, next episodes, we're gonna yeah. definitely have him more in. in. And um, but uh, follow us on uh, IG at underscore men the podcast for future information and future updates with everything. You can that we also got be on. checking us on our social media. We always post and when our next episode is gonna drop. What we're doing, like what we're planning, things like that. that we nature. got a lot of edits that we're going to go out and try some sound bites and everything. So yeah. we got a lot of stuff, you know, in the future that we carve right. out for ourselves. And we just really appreciate everybody who's been tuning in and listening to us. And um, we just keep moving and moving. Yes, sir. Building brick by brick. Alrighty. righty.